0: Josephine, how are you? I'm
1: great. How are you? Pretty well. Excellent.
0: Yeah, I just had a delicious dinner. You did, made by you. You did. It was really good. Thank you.
1: Thanks for coming over for dinner. Yeah, and then recording a podcast with me.
0: I love that. What a life. Hey, um, first before we get started, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we're recording on today, the Young people we pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. This is my favourite musical. That's right. Uh, That's that's, Ruth.
1: That's Josephine.
0: Yes, we are your hosts.
1: And this is another bonus episode. Oh, you're so lucky. Yeah. A
0: bonus.
1: Where we start to revisit some earlier episodes that we did. Mm, If Um, you're
0: unsure why, it's because I hate most things and uh, (laughs) we want to talk about things I don't hate. It's true. Well, it's also just... A lot of time's passed, right? I know. Um, And for a lot of these shows, things have happened. Yeah. There's
1: news. Indeed. And we're going to be revisiting a little show that was episode four of the podcast. I know. We realised in, um, you know, revisiting this this week that it was the first episode we recorded in person, Mm. basically. So Mm -hmm. It was right in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. We recorded episode one like a year before we released it. Yes. And then we recorded episodes two and three... On Zoom, yeah. During you know, during lockdown. During lockdown, um, first lockdown, yes. And then we recorded episode four just as we were allowed to be in the same room with
0: each other. Yeah, I think it was like you could have sort of like two adult visitors. You yeah, couldn't hug and you had to still be socially. Distanced. That's right.
1: So we couldn't we couldn't touch. We no. and we had to be a certain amount of distance apart. Yeah. And, It's so bizarre to think about now. It's
0: crazy. Yeah, because I know we talked. It was more than three
1: years ago. I remember
0: we talked really extensively about how we would do it, and we would both wear masks, but then take them off to record and then put them straight back on. And like, we were both. Yeah, it's just what a world. It's crazy. It's actually so. I was re listening to that episode, and it's a lovely episode, actually. Yeah. Um. And it still stands apart from my opinions on Carousel, which somehow come up. I know. Even then. Even then, I and and then
1: we texted at the time and we said, "How often do you think you hate it on Carousel?" Yeah,
0: I would like. It's embarrassing now that I think about it. It probably comes up more than I think. And then you love it now. Oh, I love it.
1: It's I so love funny, it. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but
0: sometimes I'm wrong. So there's not, that. Not very
1: often. <laughs> well. Well. I mean, I, I disagree with you about things, but it doesn't make you wrong.
0: That, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So what I realise is that um, we didn't really summarise the plot in those early episodes. Uh, yeah, we sort of hadn't figured out
1: what our what the, um, what structure the, of doing yeah, things was. Yeah, and I think yeah. because we
0: were talking about two – Musicals per episode. We yeah. just didn't really have time to like no. dig in. So I want to tell you about the plot of Parade. Yeah, let's do very it very briefly. So Parade is what we're talking about. Yes, yes? Um, I have literally in my notes written plot of Parade. So I'm just going to give you a quick yeah. notes off the top of my head. So it's like it's 1912, I think. You know, uh, yeah, okay. It's 1912. It's <laughs> America. We're in the South. The show actually opens um, like a hundred years before that. No, it's not true. It's 50 years before that at, in the Civil War. Yeah. Um, in Georgia, and basically, then we cut to 50 years later. Yeah, 1913. Well 1913. done. You're close. Thank you. Um, 50 years later, it's Memorial Day. Um, and basically, like sort of, uh, mourning for the great, uh, you know, lost cause of of the Southerners. Um, those uh Interesting people. Yes. Um, our main character, Leo Frank, is a Yankee Jew who is living in Georgia um, in a town called Marietta. Marietta, yeah. Um, he has recently married a woman, uh, Lucille. Uh, they're a little bit disconnected. Um, they don't have a particularly good relationship. And he runs a pencil factory, I yeah, think. Yeah, So he's just sort of like chilling in his factory. A young girl, a 13-year-old who works for him, comes by to collect her pay and um, – and then that later that night, she shows up, raped and murdered, um, yeah. sort of in the basement of the building. Um, he's like immediately arrested and um, suspected of of committing the crime. And there's lots of other characters in the midst of it. But basically, he's put on trial, and it becomes a huge spectacle. Like media, um, all sorts of crazy stuff. He says that he didn't do it. Um, the townsfolk are just up in arms, and a lot of the like the media around the time is just saying like you know, if it's not a black person, at least it's a Jew and we can get this Jew, like, let's yeah, get him. terrible. Uh, terrible. So the trial doesn't go particularly well. Um, but there are, like, issues from the beginning and sort of the governor gets involved and there's a whole lot of controversy around the trial because it's like, yeah, he has good, a good alibi and good evidence and whatever else. And his wife, Lucille, starts to really um, advocate for him. There's a lot of tension, obviously, because um, it's a murder trial. There's um, these separate characters, like there's a, there's a black character, um, yeah. Jim Conley, who offers testimony that he, you know, witnessed it. Um, and there's a couple of other characters who come in. Anyway, uh, Leo is convicted and then he's like not convicted. I can't quite remember the yeah. logistics of that. But anyway, basically it's like it, like he's sort of not acquitted, but at least they're not quite sure if he did it. And in the midst of all of that, he is um, taken out of his cell He's like holding cell and lynched by the local uh, crazy people, um, who which would then go on to form the second sort of coming of the Ku Klux Klan in Atlanta in Georgia. So yeah, that's basically the whole the whole thing.
1: We talked about it last time, but it is a real bummer
0: of a, a show a mad bummer because in the last episode you started talking about spelling bee and then i talk about yes, parade, and that's I'm right. like oh wow now it's a mad bummer yeah because it is it's a bummer the only like at the end you sort of have lucille um who's really come to love her husband just sort of after he's been lynched really commit to this is never going to happen again and i'm going to clear your name and like mm. that's the only it's not even that uplifting is it really because she actually in real life that's what she did yeah um but, yeah, it's not a happy story no. at all.
1: What was lovely is at the time we recorded it three years ago, you and I couldn't see a world in which this ever got done again.
0: Oh, yeah, we talk about that, yeah. We talk about it
1: quite a bit. And
0: and it has been.
1: The fact that this revival that we'll talk about has happened is currently on Broadway as we speak And has done so well, did Mm. so well at the Tonys. Better than
0: anyone could have predicted.
1: Absolutely. I mean,
0: even like I remember because they did it
1: at um, New York City Centre and it had gotten, I mean, incredible response, right? But when they announced that it was transferring to Broadway, a lot of people, I mean, I remember talking to people in the industry at the time Mm. who just were like, oh, this is such a mistake. This is not going to sell. It's going to lose so much money, you know, and this sort of thing. And it's done So well. Yeah.
0: So I went on to a Broadway World message board from the time when it was announced and every single one is like, Ben Platt can't sell these tickets. Like no one is going to go to this show. If you're not already a theatre person, you're not going to show up. Like what are they doing? This is such a bad move. And they were wrong. They were wrong. They were so wrong.
1: I mean I I do think it probably a bit like because, you know, Into the Woods was the same um, transfer um, from New York City Centre and it does seem to have – Uh, Like it had a sort of a finite amount of tickets, right, that it kind of could capture. And probably they've done well just making this like a limited run. Yeah. It will be rapturously received for that limited run. And and it probably doesn't have much of a life maybe after Ben Platt leaves or whatever. Yeah. But like
0: like it's… much better than we thought it would do. so much better. And like we talk about this in the original episode but it deserves it because it's a beautiful show. Beautiful
1: show. As we have said many times… It's objectively Jason Robert Brown's best show. Definitely. Um, yeah. In in a, On many different levels, yeah. I think. And what I'm really hoping is that, I know this is so silly, but I'm really hoping it recoups mm. its investment because he's never had that. Yeah. And none, none of his shows have been financially successful. Yeah. So if that could happen, I think that would be a real boon. And
0: it feels like, like reading the reviews and looking at the ticket sales, it feels like that's going to happen. But of course, I don't know what yeah. the investment is or whatever, yeah. like all of that. Yeah. So um a couple of bits of that have changed in the revival, so the Broadway revival um that's currently happening that Ruth was just talking about the epilogue an epilogue was projected at the end of the show um that the case the Leo Frank case was reopened in two thousand and nineteen and is still ongoing because of course the story that i the plot that I just told you is a real life story yes um. So according to that epilogue, this case is still ongoing and I couldn't find much information on this except that there is this eight-person panel called the Conviction Integrity Unit um, who are currently convening on whether a re-adjudication of this case and the case of the Atlanta murder, like child murder, is warranted. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure why because Leo Frank was posthumously pardoned yeah. in 1986. That's what I thought. So I don't know why they're reconvening or it's open because he was – fully pardoned so I don't I don't quite understand that I couldn't find an answer as to why but um in the case of Wayne Williams so that's the man convicted of um the Atlanta murders I think there is a there is definitely grounds for a retrial but that's that's a whole separate podcast yeah yeah I was gonna say that's a whole different thing but yes that was just interesting that they included that in the Broadway show when there's sort of not a reason to like what would have been good as an epilogue I think is saying Leo Frank was posthumously pardoned in 1986 you know that is weird. But I'm wondering if maybe there are questions as to whether he should have been pardoned. Like, is that the issue? Oh. I don't know. Because, yeah, basically it came, the real story is that after, like in the 80s, it might have been even in the 70s, but a young a person who was very young at the time came forward and said that they'd seen, they'd witnessed the murder and had been threatened right. by the actual perpetrator of the murder. Yeah, um, right. Who was a different person than Leo Frank. So, That had, on those grounds, he'd been pardoned. Um, And also,
1: like, everyone knows he was innocent now. Like, it's been...
0: Well, but that's why I'm wondering why this is reopened. Yeah, that's really weird anyway. Yeah, because the only evidence that he's innocent is someone saying that, that they saw another person do it. Oh, okay. Like, I don't think there's overwhelming or, like, lasting evidence... Right, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh,
1: because I, I had, I, I'm thinking maybe I saw an interview with Jason R. Brown or something like that, but where he was very much like, it, overwhelmingly there is this evidence that he's mm. innocent. Like he was like quiet.
0: Maybe I'm getting that wrong. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Yeah, I, I'd have to look into it more. But it was
0: just interesting that they would say that. in Yeah. So um, The Revival right? there is this really excellent article in Vox titled The Fraught, Provocative Identity Politics of Parade. Oh, I haven't Um, read that. Yeah, it's written by Constance Grady and it is a really great read and it's my primary source for what I'm about to say. Okay. And like what I said a lot less eloquently in our original episode is summed up here. Um, Here's a quote. Parade is an intersectional show and what it parades before the audience is a case study in how anti-Semitism sits alongside anti-blackness and misogyny, each system of oppression strengthening the other. Um, As we've discussed here before, they were like, well, let me go back a few steps. I think I say in the original podcast is like, oh, this is just a show about how like messed up, America was at the time and probably still is, but I think I made a comment that I th- I've always found it weird that we open at the Civil War and then go to yeah, Memorial Day. Yeah, you did say Day, that, yeah. And um, it's maybe, maybe they do a bit better, a better job in the revival of, of this, but it's made apparently very clear that that is like a snapshot into here we are in the South where people still care very deeply about losing the Civil War and about right. how much they hate black people And then there's, he's a Jew and they hate that person apparently even more. And so a lot of the commentary, um, particularly in this article is done really respectfully, but it's like, it's interesting because the black characters are not portrayed in a way that is like really human. Um, They're not really caricatures, they're allegories. So there's Mm. no real, like no real human characters there. They're just sort of serving a purpose to say like, oh, the South is anti-black yeah. But the primary story is very much like the anti anti Jew. Um and some of the commentary has just been like it doesn't really do a great job of telling the story of the experience of black people. And right. that was an incredibly important part of the real story. Yeah. So that's interesting. And like when you consider it's written by Jason Robert Brown, like yeah, it's
1: Alfred like, Urey. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, I understand why, but that was an interesting commentary and something I hadn't considered, of course, because I've I've not seen it. Like, no. I've never seen it, but apparently it's very clear that, that the black stories are not really considered. Okay, interesting. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, have you yeah. read anything about that or heard not anything Not really, about that? not really.
1: I mean, I do think it's true, um, like, from what I know of the show, I do think that that is the case. Yes. But I haven't read anything about it specifically with this revival about mm. how it's been sort of treated. Mm. I know that it got obviously very good reviews. Um,
0: Almost overwhelmingly. Yeah.
1: But I guess none of them probably considered that.
0: No. And, like, uh, this article does it really well. It's like this doesn't mean that the work is worth any less and, like, not every work has to showcase every part of the story. Like, yeah. Like this story is about Leo Frank and that we get that. Yeah. And it's also, like, it's really crappy that this is a historically important event because it's the lynching of a white man, really. Yeah. That's crappy because that historically happens, has happened to black people. That's right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's crap that this is the thing we remember, but, but it's like it's amplifying a part of the story that maybe wouldn't have had amplification, mm. you know. And I
1: do think obviously that the reason, part of the reason that this revival resonated so much now is the rise of anti-Semitism yeah. in America yeah. currently, and uh, that kind of like bizarre far-right thing where mm. they are convinced that um, you know th- of the deep state and yeah. all of the terrible
0: yeah all these conspiracy theories yeah
1: um, and that and that they believe that you know that Jewish people are responsible for all these things mm. and. I think that's a big reason why people are like, wow, fuck, this could happen again. Again. Um, And, again, it doesn't uh, negate any of the Mm. critiques that that person has said, but I do think that that that's obviously resonated with people right now at this juncture in time.
0: And I suppose, like, uh, this story is a Jewish story. That's important. And... And it doesn't take away from um, the like the anti-blackness of the story, but that's not the that's not the primary purpose of mm. the work. And,
1: and I, mean, I don't know how much you remember, like some of the criticisms that Hamilton received. Um, after particularly I think after like the Disney Plus Mm. version came out when it was really being seen on a wider scale where, you know, they were like why didn't you focus more on slavery and this sort of thing and why was it just this offhand comment? And and, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda was just basically like, yeah, I think that if those things are are that sort of – Concerning to you and whatever, and and you want them shown, then you should show them on stage. And yeah, and I agree. I do think like we can't be all things to all people. No,
0: and even though we we talk about this a lot on this podcast about the things that a musical isn't, I just think a musical can't be all the things. Yeah, um, or any work, any art, you know, like yeah. So yes, this this doesn't do a very good job of portraying um, rounded black characters. That is a shame, but that is not the, like...
1: I think it's also tricky, of course, because, well, from what I mean, I've mean, i read, most likely the person who committed the crime was a black man. Mm. And so it's obviously very fraught yes. to uh, walk that line That's between, right. you know, yes, we're defending the fact that um, it wasn't this Jewish yeah. man and that was this anti-Semitism and kind of amazing that they wanted to pin it on a Jewish man over a black man really. Yes. You know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think like maybe that's the sort of delicate balance that has been struck in parade. It's like we really don't want to demonize another minority group. Like that's Uh, not interesting to us. Which is that's great. That's awesome. But like, yes, I take that that criticism and comment and it in the article it's just sort of like, oh, it becomes clear when you just sort of see the way that they've sort of staged it with with the black characters and yeah. how they react, you just sort of say like, oh, you're not like a you're not a character. You are you're serving the story. Like mm. your presence here is, which is interesting. Yeah, that mm. is interesting.
1: I have also heard that this revival particularly focuses on the love story between yes. Leo and Lucille, yeah. and that was probably on purpose too. I think. I think so as well. Um, in terms of, uh, yeah, like what can really also the humanizing mm. of that character mm. right because if we yeah. even talked about yeah sorry of leo like he's
0: not particularly likable yeah and that's part of why he was so sort of he was hated at the I time i mean we see
1: it in true crime for yeah hundreds of years like something like lindy Lindy chamberlain is a really good example where it's like we want people to act in a certain way and if they like just because someone's not likable doesn't make them a murderer
0: yes that's right you know that's right
1: and that's a that's a really common thing that happens Mm. in the way the media reports on people Mm. and particularly in true crime and, Mm. and that sort of thing I um, think, um, is it Amanda Knox is probably a recent more recent example. Yeah, that's where, a good example. Yeah, it's like We didn't they, like the way she
0: behaved. Exactly, yeah. you know.
1: And yeah. so therefore she was a murderer.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's like – Yeah, it's interesting. No, you know. But so I do think that that's probably part of the reason they focused on the love story so mm.
0: much. Mm. And and also that's, I think, more watchable. Yeah. The like love story is what you want in a musical, right?
1: I also think it's worth us discussing the fact that um, this revival was the first time – a Jewish man had played Leo mm, Frank yeah. um, and that in fact I believe at least the majority of the principal cast who were, were Jewish, Jewish characters were uh, played by Jewish actors yeah. and that I believe that meant a lot to them. Yeah. The actors themselves have gone on record talking about it, yeah. particularly um, Leo ben and Platt, Lucille. Yeah. yeah, Ben Platt and Michaela Diamond. Diamond who were both incredible. Um, and I, I don't know how much you read about – there has been a production cast in Melbourne, um, like kind of a independent yeah. pro am sort of production, and they copped a bit of flack when they first released the audition uh, brief because I think they weren't necessarily looking for Jewish looking for Jewish performers, yeah, and then. They re-released it and they specifically committed to and have since cast a Jewish actor as Leo Leo Frank. Um, For the rest of the characters, they said um, they would be looking for it, um, for those who were Jewish obviously, but that – and if they could kind of thing. And I think to be honest – You know, in Australia, it's tricky. Obviously, like certain cities in Australia have larger Jewish populations than others. Like where Josephine and I live, there is not a large Jewish population at all. Like if we were to do a production of Parade, and um, I think it would be quite tricky to do here on a number of levels. Um, It would be hard if you wanted to find um, someone of uh, of Jewish heritage to play the role. Um, It's just not really something that's represented in this area no
0: not to mention this is a jrb score so like they've got to be able to sing the shit out yeah exactly you know exactly it's a tough call yeah much easier in new york i would say that's right
1: exactly um
0: and so as we've discussed here before there were neo-nazi protests outside the preview of the parade the very first that's right that's so that happened in february of this year which is 2023 um there's clearly still enough in this story to rile up the Nazis, you know, like I know. So that Vox article, yeah, talks a bit about it. Um and it's just like there was a lot of we talked at the time, I think we mentioned it in one of our episodes around that time, that Jason Robert Brown released a statement about it and Ben Platt talked about yeah. it. It was clearly very upsetting for a lot of people to see literal Nazis. Yeah. Um I would really just like, don't like this person is a pedophile. Like don't go in and see a show about this, this murdering, you know, piece yeah. of shit and, and other um, terrible things to say about Jewish people. But it's like, Whoa, what do we? Yeah.
1: 2023. Hey, And then
0: we know that we're doing like that art is going in the right direction and people are protesting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people yeah. like Nazis anyway. Yeah. Like that's great.
1: Yeah, it, it is really insane Insane um, And yeah, again, it's like, well, it's just really great that it's being done
0: mm. in that sense mm.
1: And it's just been great Honestly, like, I think it's been really wonderful to see the work get recognised Yes Of someone that you and I have, just love you know, forever. championed <sighs> since yeah. we were teenagers And
0: to a- have as, along with
1: so many other musical theatre nodes. Oh, like, we're yeah. not alone there But
0: but it, to have Parade be, like, part of, of like like its representation at the Tonys, for example, was like I had to pinch myself and be like, holy yeah. shit, like they're talking about Parade. I know. That musical that I – like we, it was so obscure, you know. Yeah.
1: One really wonderful thing about this revival is that they've included a lot of music that wasn't on yes. previous recording. Yeah, so all
0: of the – particularly like underscoring and um, there's a lot of repeated motifs. So the original Broadway cast uh, – the original cast recording um, didn't include a lot of that. Yeah. Like a big chunk of it. Um, and it's all in there.
1: Yeah. And I do think, you know, I think we talked about on the last episode because that original Broadway cast was like a big cast, big orchestra, right? Then they did it in London, very reduced, both cast and orchestra. And there's a recording of that as well. Um, and this is a bit of a hybrid, I would Mm. say, like it's, it's still... Um, it's not as stripped back as London yeah, was. I agree. But it's – I think it's a good like, middle ground. Not
0: as raw as the Broadway, if that makes mm. sense, as the original. Um, but like Ruth said, there's lots of cool new things to experience. I l- also love some of the new orchestrations. There are some new yeah. – particularly instrumentation has, yeah. is slightly different. Um, I don't love some of the voices compared to the original. Though. Oh, really? I think there's something just like too smooth about some moments. There's not as much grit, particularly like with – um. With Jim Conley, that character. Mm, I mean, that is it. Was it Rufus Uh, Bonds It was Rufus Bonds Junior. Who played him?
1: Incredible, and he
0: just had that like, yeah, just raw like. Yeah,
1: that it's that's what he said. And feel the rain and feel the the rainfall of the two big songs.
0: Both of those songs in the revival, to me, just fall short. I agree with you. Yeah,
1: Um, I think that. I mean, I love Carly Carmelo, but I I think Michaela, Michaela Diamond, Diamond is perfect. Is,
0: and I actually, so I love Brent Carver and I always will. And all right,
1: Brent Carver, who has passed away yeah. since we recorded that episode. Yeah. But beautiful. Beautiful forward.
0: voice. Like, And I, I love Brent Carver. I think he'll always be Leo Frank to me. But Ben Platt really just cuts through this role. Like it's just, it feels like it's a perfect fit in a way. I don't think I've heard from Ben Platt yet. Yeah, It feels like this is... Finally, we're hearing Ben Platt properly. Yeah, I mean, in he how does, he's supposed to his be. His
1: instrument oh. is quite incredible, really. Yeah,
0: yeah, he really is, yeah. and um, he doesn't do anything silly with it, which no. is like uh, what I sort of thought he would.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I just like he really just kills it. He yeah. really kills it. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, it's um, it's th- I mean, the recording's really worth listening to. I have to say, yeah, like, if you haven't listened to it already.
0: Well, so because of that, I thought because uh, I looked at the gateways from the last one. And I thought it actually changes. If you look, listening to the revival, I've got different gateways. Okay. So I'd said, um, I'd said, that's what he said. Yeah. Cause that's like my, my favorite song from the show. Yeah. That's what you listen to if you're listening to the original, but if you're listening to the revival, listen to this is not over yet. And it's hard to speak my heart. Yeah. Um, He's just perfect and, yeah, look, Michaela Diamond is incredible but for me the show is about Leo and um, if you're going to get into it, listen to him sing about his story. so true. Yeah.
1: Um, But, yeah, look, I mean I'm devastated that both of us won't get to see the revival. We've got a friend seeing it probably around the time this comes out Mm. uh, who's going over to America and um, I will be living vicariously through her. Yeah. Um, And I just, oh, I would – just ball the whole time, I think.
0: Yeah, I think I would too. Reading yeah. those reviews too, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm just so happy for them all. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Particularly <laughs> yeah. Jason Robert Brown.
1: Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, Parade. I'm just, yeah, it's great that it's getting done again. Yeah. I still it's love really it great so show. much. I, if anything more than. I think so too. Three years ago. Yeah. I just, I mean, I, I think you, you and I were talking, uh, I reposted. Some post I'd made on Instagram that came up as a memory from a few years ago, where it was like a picture of Brent Carver and yeah. Carolee Carmelo, and I'd written like "Revive Parade, you cowards." Yes, and, and
0: now it's and then happened. I was like, "They
1: have, they've revived it,
0: <laughs> and so well yeah. by all accounts." I love seeing footage of the of the set that they've come yeah. up with. Well, like, I think
1: we should mention that Ben Platt remains on stage for all of interval.
0: Yeah, which apparently is quite unnerving yeah. because he's in. He's just like, been a cell. found guilty, right? Yeah, so yeah. he's like. He's, like, in a holding cell. So. Yeah,
1: which I think is, like, so cool. Yeah. I love stuff it's like so that. so cool. Yeah. As
0: an actor too, I think, oh, how do you process that? I know. Yeah. Well, it
1: would mean that the whole show is just one story for him, though. You yeah. know? Like, yeah. you There's just not st- stay in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is quite cool. Like, yeah, it's and, really cool. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, great. Parade. Well, um, I'll link to what I can of the Thank you. the OBC is on, um, Spotify. on Spotify. Sadly, that London cast recording isn't, and but the revival is. So yes. I'll link to those two. Um, but yeah, it's um,
0: parade is wonderful. Parade is wonderful, and we love it.
1: Yeah, and if you, I'll link to that article as well if you want. Yeah,
0: it's really good. yeah, yeah. yeah
1: that's worth linking to too. Excellent. Yeah, awesome. Well, we'll be back with a, another musical soon.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.